dogs. The season for the dogs started off with a pick six and ended with a pick six. Dogs beat them in the national championship game. 33-18. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. As always, Keegan. As always, Chico. You know what it is. Man. Off the leash. Man, man, man. I'm still I'm still floating, dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. I am not gonna lie to you. The dogs have literally just touched down in Athens after a, a rowdy night. You've seen you've seen all the tw- you've seen all the tweets, everything's going viral, all the posts. Dog Nation, the state of Georgia is still on fire after a hard fought, slow but exciting finish to an amazing game that we're not gonna forget in a long time. Keegan, man. Where you at, bro? How you feeling? The drought is over. Dude. The harvest is here. The hard work paid off, baby. Uh. It's it's been a beautiful thing. My family is in is in really good spirits. Everyone I've seen has got a big old smile on their face. The state <laughs> yeah. of Georgia. Georgia is a, you know, they're elated. We're elated. And man, it feels good. I'm tired of shit <laughs> because I, I'm running off three hours sleep. You know, the, the players, the coaches, everyone's probably a little hungover in one way or another, uh, traditionally, or just <laughs> some sort of emotional, spiritual hangover. But the the trauma feels healed, all feels right in the world, and the better team won. We went out there, we talked about what we need to do, we had to execute, we had to go out, perform. You know, we can get the players in theory. We can hire the coaches in theory. We can do all these things that are important, real factors. But at the end of the day, it happens all on the field. We did that. We took care of business. We got the W, and it was decidedly. So, I love it. I'm very happy. Go fucking dogs! Let's go, dogs, go. man. So, listen, watching, watching Kirby and Stetson and all them do the interviews this morning, clearly obviously hung over i mean it was when i got up bro i had to pinch myself turn on the tv and make sure make sure it happened and to be honest with you man a big part of winning enjoying the win is waking up and it being the georgia logo all over the tv versus it being alabama again and georgia didn't or came up short mm-hmm. again and you know the same old thing and speaking on that bro i want to take just a second i, I take pride in like humbly losing and when we've lost mm-hmm. to Alabama, I've taken my medicine. And some <laughs> some fans, you know, there's a lot of people are like, oh, act like you guys have been there. Y'all, y'all go crazy, man. We a lot of us haven't been there. First championship, <laughs> Georgia championship in my lifetime for sure, and a lot of fans' lifetime. Yeah. So I just want to take a quick second though to shout out to my haters. Um, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Sarah, <laughs> shout out to Dora, shout out to Shala, the same people that text me every single time Georgia loses, Paul, Kaniki. Shout out to y'all, because I ain't heard nothing from you. It's been crickets. So I, I just want to get y'all. I just want to say thank y'all. 
for, for giving me this opportunity to have the stage and this platform and to do what I love to do. Thank you for your support and your hate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Talk that shit, Tito. Let them know. Look me in my eyes. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. And, and listen, the conversation after the game, uh, we got to give Stetson his, his flowers, dude. This game started off slow. And I was tweeting. I was going crazy. First three quarters. Stetson looked shook, you know, that one of the first drives when he dropped the ball, when he had that fumble, he was he was shaking. Right. Clearly, it took right. the offense a little bit of time to get their feet settled and to get locked in. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, where do you think point, the momentum changed? Where do you think the momentum changed in the game? Or did you did you see a, a point to where like it shifted for you? I can't really speak on one inflection point but what i will say is there was a point in the game for me personally i turned to my dad and i was like all right if we can't do something on this drive um i'm gonna start calling jt's number because yeah. we gotten stale the defense credit to alabama's defense you know they were disrupting a lot stetson had made a couple mistakes and was just struggling he obviously was a little shook had some nerves early on and then no one was really getting them help. Right. Um, we weren't scheming them open. You know, they were just out coaching us uh, on, a, on the defensive side of things. And they got to a head where I'm just like, okay, it's – I'm all for sets. I want Stetson to succeed. I'm for the game plan, but we do, but we do have a great the title, exactly. Like, no. Now, we got to – it's not very often that Georgia – there's maybe just been a few years that I can remember since I've really been paying attention. You got the DJ Shockley, uh, David Green, you got the Justin Fields, Jake Fromm, and you got the Stetson Bennett, JT. Those are the only eras in the last, what, 20-something years where there's been viable two-option QB situations where it wasn't, a uh, you know, everyone, all the, all of the scholarship players, right, but there's an obvious fall-off besides those situations. So we're in one of those times, and I'm thinking to myself yeah it might be time to call Stetson Stetson's number or not Stetson, uh, JT's number right and on that drive I believe that's when we got the uh the Brock Bowers score and that that might have been it but at the end of the day Alabama came to play when the lowest point for me in the game was and I'll speak to this the lowest point nine to three and then Stetson gets suplex sacked yeah. by that young the young cat that Alabama's Dallas. got. Dallas Turner, I think yeah. his name is. When that shit happened, dude, to me, I, I was like it felt I, like I started, it was shifting. Yeah. I I got all that trauma back. I was I was feeling like this this is not good. We like go. we we're we're shit in the bed, like um but after that point, really from that point on, it was we evened up in the fight and eventually we took over in the fourth quarter and had a dominant performance and you know I, I feel for Bama they got two of their players their best players out to say it's not a factor would be a complete oversight and it is a factor we can't but, ignore that we can't ignore that absolutely I'll give I'll give them that but this game was not won or lost in the secondary Bryce Young did make mistakes and he made them because the front seven of Georgia whipped Alabama's offensive lines ass all game. They got the payback. They got the one-on-ones. It was a complete slaughterhouse. And that having good receivers only gets, gets you so far. You can only throw up so many prayers when you're 
eating the dirt every other play. We had four total sacks, and I guarantee you, if Bryce Young threw the ball 30 times, we freaking had pressure on him 25 times. So, at the end of the day, we were very successful in what we needed to do, disrupting Bryce Young, getting him out his spot off the ball. And I, I will respect any Bama fan that tells me, hey, we didn't have our guys. Well, we didn't have guys either. We had more season-ending injuries overall coming into this thing. We got a lot of guys back that we could healthy. So we were, you know, technically at the strongest point we had been all season since the beginning. But I don't want to hear it the whole – I never will take any of that uh, because we whipped their ass in the in this in the trenches like we needed to, and we were able to really just show who the better team was throughout this game. Uh, I'm so proud of them, bro. I know uh, I give a lot of respect to Nick Saban. I'll give a lot of respect to Bama for doing what they did with a young team, but if you look at the the way the game played out, it wasn't seniority, obviously, leadership, obviously a factor. And I know you're going to touch on this, but the freshman play was outstanding. A lot of freshmen impacted this game. The future looks bright for Georgia. We'll leave that for other podcasts. But what what do you have to say about what we're able to do contributing to this game and how much of that was an impact? And did that surprise you? Because to me, I mean, I, I I would not have expected that to be in the narrative, but that's kind of what we're looking at. <laughs> it, it's always surprising. Unless you call the game correct, you know, a lot of people got pretty close to the score, but you can never know how the, the swing of a game goes, those momentum changes. And for those Alabama fans that are looking to hang on to something, obviously, Jamie, Jameson William going down was huge for them. They had already been missing Mechie, uh, and that was in the second quarter. That was pretty early in the game. So for Georgia's defense, there were no more excuses. I heard a lot of post-game talk from Dan Lanning. He challenged the defense, like, listen, their stars are out. It's time to go eat. And they were already winning some of their one-on-ones, but now without those weapons, listen, you still have Bryce Young. You still have Bryce Young, a Heisman winner quarterback. So, like, there's no need for us to have that argument. We were missing Dominique Blaylock, Tate Ratledge, uh, one of our five-star linemen. Tyke Smith, our All-American safety, was out for most of the year, and Arie Gilbert, Gilbert. We, st- we still ain't got we still ain't got him. So, yeah, if, if you want to, I you don't want to hear it. If you want to call it, you know, you want to even it out, bro. We got injured a, people a, too. A, so, like, let's be real. A, you know a, a starter, a major contributing right. receiver. Now, in all fairness, uh, and all, and two All-Americans. Exactly. In all fairness, on. I yeah. will I will give. Yes, that changed the complexion of the game and makes it much harder for Alabama to be successful the way they want to be. But along with Jamison going down, I think Georgia made Georgia made some adjustments and had freshmen, our freshmen, make big plays too. The only thing is, is our freshmen have been in a position to have more reps during the season, right? So I think the biggest thing for UGA, because we were struggling to protect Stetson, is when we switched Jamari Sawyer to right guard and then a freshman, Broderick Jones, comes in at left tackle. And he starts handling Will Anderson. I mean, not winning every every rep, but I mean, putting in work. Roger Jones is the left tackle for the future, hands down. Whether yeah. it's by not even just like by necessity, like because of how good he played, that film is going to live forever. And then Ad Mitchell catching that that dime from Stetson Bennett on second and eighteen. The play's been dubbed. It's been coined now. 
Alabama had their second and 26, that was second and 18. Uh, Bowers, obviously making an impact in the game early and late with that touchdown. Um, and then Keely Ringo, they picked on Keely Ringo all game long. And I won't speak for you, but that pick six, that pick six, many people, you know, were celebrating so much when that happened that they stopped watching TV because that was game. But, dude, as he started running back for the touchdown and all the coaches were like, get down, get down. And Keeley's just like, uh-uh, it's Ringo time. Bruh, <laughs> dude, I was, I was going crazy. I tossed my glasses into the stratosphere. I just <laughs> I, I tossed them off my face, dude. And literally, yes. like, my pure elation turned into tears. Like, the realization yes. that we we did it it was done and in the fashion dude i've never had such an emotional you remember when we lost that national championship how high we were after they missed the field goal and then second and 26 and then just the drop this one was the mm-hmm. opposite and it was amazing i had to run and put my contacts in because i didn't want to miss the rest of the game <laughs> bro i was gonna buy my glasses for like five minutes dude it was uh, it was amazing and dude shout out bro i got some colts fans in my in my corner man and they're trying to turn me into Colts fans. I think Lucas Oil Stadium is my favorite stadium in the world now, bro. Like, I'm going to have to start looking up some season tickets. So shout out to my Colts fans in my corner, bro. That, bro. Every time I watch that pick six, bro, I get cold chills, bro. It was, it was awesome. But um, Stetson, let's talk about Stetson. Please tell me what you thought of his performance beginning to end. We got to make sure that we talk about the struggles early because he struggled, dude. Oh, yeah. Stetson... I feel like Stetson had nerves going in, but I also feel like Alabama's defense played a stronger game in the first, in the first part of the game. So I can't completely just give him all the blame, but yeah, yeah it was looking ugly. He, he had, he wasn't able to really convert and Alabama's defense was eating us up and then he made some mistakes. And then, and then that weird fumble, that was so lucky. That was the kind of bounce we needed to go in our favor. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, Two things hit me when that happened. When he dropped the ball, the first thing that I thought was, he's freaking nervous. <laughs> like, what the heck is that? Like, that's just some rookie shit. But on the other hand, the ball bounced right back into his hand like a you know loaf of bread. And I'm like, that's the kind of shit we need. Yeah. Because, you know, Kirby said it plain and clear in the press conference. A lot of teams that are the best team do not win the national title. He believes in his heart of hearts. Of course, he's biased. But still, the Georgia's had the best team, you know, maybe half the years he's been here. I mean, you know. So, you got to have some luck. You got to have some breaks go your way. Uh, you know, if, if if it's like if Alabama doesn't want to count this because of some injuries, it's like what about when that – the Texas. thing I was talking about when – yes – that was what I was referring to in the last podcast. I actually gotcha. saw someone else bring it up. Yeah. Colt McCoy going out first quarter. Freshman comes in. You know, Bama game was done. Out. Game was done. You can't. You can't tell me it wasn't a factor. Now, I mean, maybe Bama still wins if he's in there, but sure. we'll never know. Sure. And that's what that game was built down to. But I wouldn't take that away from Bama. That's just a lucky you break. Can. That's just football. You can't. That's I mean, just. You can, that's. You can put the asterisk football. there, but that's football. That's the game, bro. It happens that's all the time. That's football. That's why you recruit. That's why you develop, you know, players. That's why you get them, you know, you get your depth ready because that shit happens. I mean, it's it's amateur warfare, you know. Yeah. Football is a kind of violent sport. There's constantly injuries. 
you have to have your troops ready. You know, if one man goes down, next man up. It's how it has to be. But watching that game, understanding the implications of the 41-year drought, all the naysayers, all that shit, yes, Stetson Bennett did struggle early. He seemed nervous. Bama played a great, you know, first half against him. I told you just as well that nine to three moment when he gets sacked. I, at that moment, started to really lose faith, I'll admit to you. But it was after the fumble play, which was bullshit. And we can talk about the referees. You know, Georgia had like 70 yards against them in penalties. I'm all for a gun, gun happy trigger-happy referee that wants to throw yellow on anything they see, you know, set a standard, to set a precedent, to make, you know, make some hard lines in the sand. I'm all for it. If that's how the game's going to be, so be it. But do it across the board. Yeah, consistency is all I ask for, man. Like Reacting to this game, I will say that the Bryce Young fumble at the beginning of the game uh, you know, they ended up – it was a it was a touchdown. Kobe Dean took it back. Mm-hmm. Jordan Davis hit him hard. Strip was able sack. To knock the ball loose. Beautiful strip sack. It was, a, it was a thing of beauty. It was. Even though it didn't, even though it didn't count in my head. And I'm they like, should have called grounding on it. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, okay, yes. fine. Let's say that it wasn't. Yes. But you could have right. went back and called grounding. You see what I'm saying? So, like, you, you're taking you away what have you do, and you should have done – exactly. That's, that's what's exactly. getting me. There was – Many times that me and my dad looked at each other and just laughed and said, uh, you know, five, you know, uh, first and 15 on Georgia, you know, whatever penalty it was, roll Todd, because we, we exactly. were saying roll Todd after every damn penalty because it started to feel like it was some hypocrite bullshit. We had to beat Bama and the ways. refs, dude. We had to beat Bama and the refs, really. There there were probably five penalties I saw or 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 two or three that definitely Georgia did commit. There were some hands in the face. I remember for sure seeing mm-hmm. there were there were a few that I was like, okay, we got sure. it. Like that should that shit ain't gonna fly. Sure. But if you look at the and I know we won, so I can say this with a smile. But if we had fucking lost, I'd been super mad. And I excuse exactly. my language, but but calling that one Bryce Young pass towards the beginning an incomplete pass, but then later calling the Stetson Bennett one mm-hmm. a, a fumble, mm-hmm. that to me just kind of speaks an inconsistency because he was able to move his hand forward. And it to me, if you're going with the hand forward thing, a hand forward to the ground low seems like less of an argument. So I, I just really didn't buy that in a consistent fashion. And the other thing that really bothered me, and I know we spoke a bit about this yesterday, was the – the interference on the punt, you know, we, we had one uh, Bama player knock into, and it was because of a Georgia player. Uh, so, you know, grant him that, but knock into one of our players, no, no penalty on a punt return. Later in the game, a couple series later, uh, Georgia uh, Bama player is going to return it. You know, Georgia players too close penalty. There, there were a few moments like that where it's like, this is not, I felt like I don't. I I reckon at the end of the day, 
Georgia won, so I guess I can't get into conspiracy theories, but I was really starting to feel like the refs were against us. And just overall, a lot of those calls weren't going our way, but, like, the ball, the bounces did. On the field play did. We had enough luck, enough bounces, enough things in momentum to shift in Georgia's favor to where that plus the execution, you could not deny us. So – I was really frustrated at some of those plays and uh, really frustrated at this, some of the Stetson and Bennett moments, but we were able to turn it around. This team beat a ton of adversity. That game was overall really crappy, like in, in a lot of ways, early on, really frustrating. But the fact that the defense kept bailing us out, kept forcing field goals. I mean, this is an Alabama team that, clearly could drive it down the field clearly Bryce Young is gonna be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time he is the best quarterback I've ever seen at Alabama that's out of Tua that's out of Jalen Hurts that's out of Mac Jones that's out of J- John Parker Wilson oh Hoover that's, NFL that's all of them boys NFL he, starters, he, he plays a, a great game he has super high expectations for himself, but he's also a little bit of a baby. I saw him yell into his helmet. I saw him bang on the ground when plays didn't go his way. This this guy may mature into the leader, into the the, the type of all-time great quarterback that we can expect when you're a Heisman winner and the, thing, the kind of expectations that get set upon you. But, you know, he did not have – that type of game. He had a lot of yards. He had a lot of things, but ultimately it was a senior leadership. It was Nicobe Dean. It was Stetson Bennett. It was all these guys, Jordan Davis. It was all the people that had worked all year to get Georgia on the next level. They took it personal when Bama beat them like they did. And I know I'm ranting. I'm excited, but it was a hard game. It was a hard game as a fan to overcome those emotions because we had been beat by Bama many times. So we were so feeling times, all those things man. early on. So many times. We were feeling those things. They, they, it was getting to me. But eventually, Georgia executed on the field. The ball started bouncing our way. And eventually, the, the ref stopped calling penalties. <laughs> and when they did, they finally called a, a grounding on uh, Bryce Young. But it was a very frustrating game, but they finished the freaking drill in the name of Mark Rick, who was elated. Seeing Vince Dooley on the field, all, all the coaches, all the the curse. It was like at the end of a movie with all the the, the spirits that get to live in peace, you know, because the, the curse has ended. <laughs> it was beautiful. So I know I just went on a freaking rant, but forgive me. I, I drank a little bit to celebrate this moment because it's a national championship and go dogs. I see the hashtag on Twitter. H B T F D. How about them <laughs> blank me out? F word fucking dogs straight from Todd Hartley. So I love you, man. It's been a great run. Me more to come. I I just I can't get over about like the adversity that's that stays that Stetson face. I, I was the first one to 
you know, call for him getting pulled out. But the fourth quarter, dude, they were aggressive. They were taking shots. And, I, you know, I just want to take a second to give a formal apology to the mailman. Bro, he's a, a Georgia legend forever. Stetson, from now on, man, your money ain't no good here, bro. Your money ain't no good here. What you need? What you what you want, bro? I got you. He, <laughs> he, he, dude, he, he did. The first three quarters were atrocious, but those shots and those plays he made to Bowers and A.D. Mitchell were just just outstanding. And watching the emotions come out of him, dude, I, I can believe it. To have such a support in this fan base and also some people really wanting who they thought was a better quarterback, me, myself included, wanting to play over you and to prove us, to prove me, to prove them wrong is huge, bro. And, dude, hats off to you. Uh, hats off to him. He's a national champion. And uh, about the penalties, man, I just thought, when you're watching the game and you see the exact same plays happen for both teams, yes, referees, they miss calls. But to miss them inconsistently against us is what makes me mad with the, the yes. fair catch thing, with the fumble. Like, we saw the same play on both sides, and they just – I get it. You're going to miss calls. Miss them, miss them against Alabama every now and then. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stop right. missing them against us. So um, that's all I want to say about that. But – as a Georgia fan, I already know what this what this means to you. You your parents are uh, fans. You've got your little shelf over there with your memorabilia going back, uh, you know, 2013, well, uh, 1980. She, but for she, me, I think the state of Georgia is elated because not only not only are the Atlanta Braves world champions, but the dogs are national champions in a span of a few months. Things things that diehard Georgia fans thought were never going to be possible have both come true in a matter of months. And it's just been, I'm pretty sure the world's about to end 2022. Something's going <laughs> down because bro, we just right. in a span of months, dude, it's been amazing. It's been awesome. I was at the ATL United soccer MLS championship game, which most people don't care about. But for me, that was a great season. And I loved every bit of that, but and I know a lot of Braves fans that are diehard, and I'm happy more so for them, for me. But this, this championship, growing up a Georgia fan, always wanting to go to Georgia, loving football my whole life, going to UGA, being a UGA alum, starting this podcast, this championship brings, it feels like, it feels like my fandom has hit this apex. You know, all of these things, all these little moments have just come just brings it full circle and i know for all the players it's the same thing for kirby smart another alum it's the same thing him seeing vince dooley when he got off the elevator at the hotel on the 15th floor yeah. after the team ran the 15 stadiums and Beautiful. for him he thought it was a sign like dude it's take it take it how you want but dude just the just this all the the stars aligning this way and it and for it to be alabama i don't think it would be this sweet if it was anybody else from alabama They've taken opportunities and literal titles out of our, out of our trophy case, and to have this one over them, oh man, ain't nothing finer in the land, boy. I just, ah, boy, it, it felt good. It felt good. And like, listen, y'all Alabama fans, y'all y'all can give us this one. Y'all got plenty, but y'all they have a young team. Alabama will be back. Guess who's also is gonna be back, bro? We not done. The quarterback situation for us, however it goes, we're going to have a quarterback next year going in. The defense is going to take some hits, but, bro, look at the recruiting trail. We're about to reload and just get right back to it. Uh, South Carolina is going to make some noise, so there's no guarantees. But <laughs> to get this trophy, yeah. to get this trophy, yeah. man, 
I don't know, man. What's it? What's it mean to you? I, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I just want to put a little time in. Oh like, no, how, where are you? No, at? no. Well, my aunt and uncle both graduated from University of Georgia, so from the age of like three or four, I was visiting Athens. I was experiencing Athens. I was hearing about UGA. I was hearing about the glory days. I was hearing about how my dad watched a beautiful game with Herschel Walker dislocate his shoulder, get put back in, end up winning 17 to 10 to the Notre Dame team. I was hearing about a story where my dad made a bet with his friend. When Herschel Walker got recruited in 1980, there was such a buzz about this Georgia program. People were going insane. It was the biggest recruit in Georgia history to that point. At the time, the media hype for recruits was as big as it was ever. It wasn't, it's not the circus it is today, but it was a big deal. It was on the news, you know. And my dad said, I think Georgia's gonna win national title. And one of his buddies said, I'll bet you a hundred bucks they don't. He said, They got Herschel Walker, they they got to. Now, my hundred bucks was a lot more back in a lot more back then. And they and they they <laughs> did like, not know that's like 250. They did not know what Herschel was going to do. Like, you could be, they, like, the they, biggest supporter they, of not knowing. They, they knew he was a big deal out of high school, but they but bro, could not have known. But it was bro. a lucky bet. But my dad got so much credit, and I heard about that growing up. So, to, to experience all this, to experience all the losses, all the L's, all the down points, to, to be a student at UGA and to live in Athens like I did for so many years. Yes. It was a big, it was a big freaking deal. I'm happy for Athens. Yeah. I'm happy – for the Georgia players who worked their ass off all year and overcame all that adversity. I'm happy for my family. I'm happy for just Georgia sports in general. You know, it's, we got a lot of great competitors. Some of the best athletes in the world come from this state. Uh, some of the best football players in the world definitely come from this state. Fans, it is a We travel. It's a football mecca. Exactly. A lot of people spend like a this lot of money to support this team and for them to finally – Amen. Get the dub. Get the dub while yes. they're there. Man, yes. Lucas Oil yes. Stadium, boy. Stand up. We love the University of Georgia. There's always going to be a place in my heart for it. And for the state of Georgia, it was a big, big deal. So it meant a lot. Stetson Bennett ended up having like 500-something yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He definitely struggled. During this the game. playoff. He, he, he had a – yeah, he had a hard time. But the stats but came out playoff, good, dude. The stats yeah, came out playoff, good. He got sacked five times. Play, mm-hmm. Playoff numbers suggest the mailman delivered. And the thing is, I don't think anyone thinks that Stetson Bennett is going to be a first-round NFL talent. Maybe he comes back and kills it. We can get in that podcast another day. And may, maybe he's right. the – the white Kyler Murray mailman, but I don't think I don't I don't necessarily see it happening, and I don't think most people do either. But that's not the point. He was able to deliver for his team. He was able to come in clutch. He might not have been the most efficient, the most sexy, but he was effective. And to to resonate with a guy, to to relate to a guy who grew up a Georgia fan that cried his eyes out when the 2012, you know, SEC championship didn't go Georgia's way. To hear that, I'm a big Stetson Bennett fan. I love Stetson Bennett. He's always going to have a place in Georgia history. And 
this team was just ridiculous. I'm very happy. I feel like Georgia has set the foundation for the future. They have put themselves in a place which not many other programs will ever say they will be. And I know you have seen it on Twitter because it's like you like the like the post, but but Kirby Smart is now recruiting with a ring. That's a big deal. So you want to ask my reaction? I'm very happy. And I just know, like I've been saying, this is the first of at least three in the 2020s national titles the Georgia's gonna get. So I hope y'all been listening, D boy. <laughs> something about something about the men in your family and prediction predicting national championships must be uh must be in y'all's water. So <laughs> and we got one, we got one down, and it's now it's not looking so far fetched. So uh your daddy yeah. got it right, bro. Maybe maybe <laughs> that's something going let, too. But hey, let let's hope, let's hope. Let's hope. And, but, hey, and he bet that hundred dollars, and the end of the story goes that when the game was over, he said, I can't believe. You were right. And then his friends were like, who his girl this is the this is the hit the kicker. His girlfriend finds out. You bet a hundred dollars on a football game? She was pissed. Outrageous back then, right? He he's walking out the door. He's like, We're gonna be in touch, right? He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually got that money. So I saw it online. Give me my money. A lot of people lost bets. So I was betting <laughs> against Georgia. Give me my money. Give money me talk. my money. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I sent you, I sent you the sent you a little thing. Apparently, in celebrity world, Drake and Quavo had a friendly bet. Oh, of course, Drake Drake bet against Georgia. I saw him online on his Instagram. He said "Roll Tide," and then Quavo was calling Drake on the field, no answer. <laughs> so, so hopefully Drake is a a man of his word and gets that money. But Cheeto, I'll pass it over to you because. I don't know if I'll make any more sense if I keep talking because I'm running on three hour sleep and uh, Bro, a couple beers. It's but. all let's get it, dogs. Let's dog get nation, it. Lack sleep and just we're running on, we're running on pure fumes. But <laughs> so pure passion, pure, pure passion, pure, pure passion. passion. <laughs> Some pure passion. But listen, yeah, Dog Nation, man, we'll keep it. We'll keep the outro short, man. Keegan, I appreciate you as always. Dog Nation, it's been a hell of a season. We, we'll try to put together a couple more episodes if we feel like they're relevant for the season. But hey, listen, at the end of the day. Your Georgia Bulldogs are national champions, and you know what it is. Yeah. Off the leash. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs. <laughs>